This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me know in the comments if you would pay for any Twitter features, if you would pay to follow any particular users. I think this would honestly be the death of, of Twitter, to be honest with you. Happy Freelance Friday, everyone. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's actually the recording of a live stream that I just did on my YouTube. So as some of you may or may not know, there is a lot going on with Twitter over these past couple weeks. Uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. People think it's dying. We feel like we're on Titanic. It's, it's a whole thing. I explain it all in this episode. And I really felt like this episode needed to be live because there are just develop. This is a developing story, okay? There are new developments every second, so it didn't make sense for me to pre-record the podcast like usual. So hopefully this is okay. Um, I hope you enjoy it. You can also watch the video on YouTube if you would like to. But before we hop into the episode, I wanted to also share some news with you. I do a vlogging challenge every December called Vlogmas, but I did my own version of it. I call it Bizmas. Well, this year I want to invite you all to join. I shared prompts last year. I'm going to do the same thing this year, but I've also decided to put together a little community for it just to encourage us all to create videos together, not just on YouTube, but also short form. If you prefer, um, you don't have to post every day. You can do it your own way. But I just, I really want to encourage people to create videos because creating videos has changed my business. So this is free. It's just a challenge just for funsies. You can sign up and get access to the prompts in the Slack community at businesschallenge.com. That's B-I-Z-M-A-S challenge.com. I would love to see some of you over there. We already have, I think like uh, 60 or 70 people in the group. So if you are looking to get your first few views on a video, imagine what would happen if you had those eyeballs on your account. So uh, definitely join me over there and enjoy the chat about Twitter. Uh, let me know what you think too. I'm really curious your thoughts on it. Tweet me if it's still alive at the Latasha James. You can Instagram me, tag me all the things and I'll talk to you soon. What's up everyone? Happy Friday. I know today's video is a little bit different than what we normally do on Fridays, but I've been getting so many questions about what is going on with Twitter. And you just heard that was my prediction back in March of 2021. I did a live stream actually, um, very similar to this one where I talked about uh, some of the rumors that were going on about um, what we now know as Twitter blue. And I said, you know what? I think that that's going to kill Twitter. And today I want to talk about whether or not it really is killing Twitter, um, whether or not Elon Musk is killing Twitter. I think as far as I know, as far as this morning, Twitter is still a website that you can access. But I want to walk you all through it. I know a lot of you don't actually use Twitter. Uh, Some of you may. Feel free to write in the chat, by the way, if you do. I know a lot of my viewers are not big Twitter people, but we have got to talk about it. Um, As online business owners, as social media managers, as marketing strategists, we need to 
at least be able to speak to this when our clients ask us about it and just kind of have a good idea of the direction that this is going to go. So in today's video, I'm going to give you a rundown of everything that's went down up until this point. I'll also share what I think we should do as marketers or online business owners and what we can learn from this whole chaos, <laughs> I suppose. So let me give you the tea. I've got, I've got some, some slides to share with you here. Okay. The first thing that we should all know is Elon Musk acquired Twitter. He bought the company for a hundred or no, I'm sorry, 400. No, sorry. Let me get the number right. $44 billion. $44 billion is what he paid for the site, which is a lot of money. I spent a lot of time over these past few days. And by the way, I'm a little bit sick, so I apologize for that. That's why I didn't do this sooner. But I, I did a lot of research over these past few few days about what other companies, what other comparable companies were valued at. And the long story short is I think I think the closest one I found was like, I want to say it was Coca-Cola was like 40 billion or something like that. It, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. But uh YouTube is a huge one. S smaller social media platforms like Twitter should probably not be selling for $44 billion. And I think that's the, the thesis of this video is I think it was severely overvalued and overpaid for. And now, unfortunately, I think a lot of people may, may be suffering from this, whether that's employees, whether that's advertisers, whether that's users, but we'll get to that in a minute. So what Elon Musk wants to do is increase the revenue of Twitter, which is understandable. Twitter doesn't make a lot of money compared to some of these other social media platforms. So one of the first things he did is cut some of their team. I'm not even criticizing that because I don't know the company structure. I don't know if all of those people were were necessary. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know, right? Um, but the big controversial thing that he did is try to monetize um, – based on users. So typically how social media platforms make their money is through advertisers, right? Um, you know, Coca-Cola will pay to post ads on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Well, Elon Musk is a bit of a controversial figure in that he has really said he wants to open up Twitter to be a more free speech platform, which again, I'm not even necessarily 100% against, but you still have to do that within brand guidelines, within um, protecting your users, et cetera. And a lot of advertisers are worried that it's not going to become a safe place anymore. So Elon came up with this idea to create blue check marks for any user who wanted to pay $8 for it. Um, I was asked about this on Twitter from a subscriber, and I said, you know, my take on this as somebody who has something of a following, I will occasionally get people who, um, you know, pretend to be me. The point of verification is to prove that I am really who I am. So by selling the blue check mark for $8, I think that puts people at risk. And that was my um, response to the viewer who asked me that. Well, let's let me show you what happened really quickly. Um, this popped up pretty much immediately as soon as the Twitter blue subscription, the paid verification option. Um, this was one of the first things that I saw. It made me laugh. Um, it's blurred for, you know, YouTube, but that's Mario giving the middle finger. Kind of funny. Okay. Yes, this probably hurt Nintendo a little bit. 
um, you know, probably isn't a good look considering they probably have a lot of kids and stuff who, who want to follow them. Um, but for those who aren't, aren't clearly understanding what's going on here, this is a fake Nintendo account that has a blue check mark. Um, that's posting a, you know, photoshopped version of Mario giving the flip in the bird. So, you know, this is one's a little bit harmless. I mean, it could potentially hurt the brand a little bit, but it's more or less harmless and kind of a funny prank. Well, later on throughout the night, I saw this one. Um, this is a fake Tesla, <laughs> a fake Tesla account saying that a second Tesla has hit a very important building in the US. And Elon saw that as well and kind of said, all right, this might be going too far. Well, I'll tell you what went really too far is this one. Um, Eli Lilly, which is a drug manufacturer, they um, manufacture insulin, which diabetics need to live um, to maintain a healthy life. They tweeted out, we are excited, or I'm sorry, a parody account of this company tweeted out, we are excited to announce insulin is now free. Um, and what happened, I think this was the next day, the stock for that company was down like billions of dollars. So this isn't harmless. Um, and very soon after that, I believe the next day, um, the Twitter Blue program was pulled. <laughs> so... You know, it's it's just been kind of chaotic. And listen, I think this is what happens in in business. Business is not linear. I am totally open to new ideas. I think that Twitter needs to make more money. And so I'm not even mad about the idea of monetizing based on users. Uh, LinkedIn does that with LinkedIn Premium. YouTube does that with YouTube Red. So I definitely think there are ways to do this. But, you know, I think the brand safety issue is the biggest, the biggest concern for people. Because do you think Nintendo's ever going to advertise on Twitter again? Do we think Eli Lilly, love him or hate him, you know, are going to advertise on Twitter again? I don't really think so. So that's kind of what's happened um, with the blue check chaos. Now, the next big thing that's been happening is the actual workforce stuff. So, um, Elon sent out an email saying that everybody has to work from the office. Twitter at first, you know, it has been a remote first company, if I'm not mistaken. He let everybody know. He gave people 24 hours to know that they need to work in the office again. That's within his right. I mean, you know, I personally like working from home, but I could also get another job. So it is what it is. I, um, you know, it is what it is. Then he sent out an email that um, promoted, quote, hardcore, hardcore culture. I'm going to share my screen with you. Let me um, find it. Let's see. He let people know that they have a day to confirm whether or not they would like to continue working at Twitter. Um, let's see. He said um, in an email to staff entitled A Fork in the Road, Musk said Twitter would need to be extremely hardcore to succeed. Those who choose to stay should expect long, intense hours of work, and those who leave will receive three months severance pay. Um, he also wrote that he values engineers over designers, project managers, and other staff, and he envisions Twitter to be a software and servers company. 
Um, so apparently he's laid off about half of the staff overall up until this point where this email was sent, which uh, was sent on Thursday or Wednesday. Um, so this is, this is why we're, we're getting into it. Y'all, this is why everybody is saying Twitter is dying because spoiler alert, many people did not agree to the hardcore company culture. Um, it looks like actually hundreds at, at the time, at this time of writing, um, hundreds of employees have said no. Um, some people are actually quoting that number much higher. I'm not sure um, if we've if we've gotten full data, but there are some people who are estimating this company has shrunk by like 88 percent, um, and that Twitter is essentially operating on a skeleton crew. Um, because people, people are, are worried about that. Right. So, um, what's been happening over the past couple days after the blue check scandal, uh, Zoe, I think is Zoe or Zoe. Um, this person has been doing a really great job of reporting on what's going on on Twitter. If you want to shoot her follow, follow, I believe she works for a company called platformer. Uh, so this happened last night. Twitter just alerted employees that effective immediately all office buildings are temporarily closed and badge access is suspended. No details as to why. She went on to say, we're hearing this is because Elon Musk and his team are terrified employees are going to sabotage the company. Also, they're still trying to figure out which Twitter workers they need to cut access for. So after the hardcore opt-in, they're going through manually and trying to figure out who has agreed to be hardcore, who has not, and they're not really sure who is still working there anymore. So um, this really panicked a lot of people. Um, Kylie Ro Robison also has been reporting on this, just hearing from Twitter employees, it looks like roughly 75% of the remaining 3,700 Twitter employees have not opted to stay after the hardcore email. Um, and also that folks on visas are stuck. So it seems like the roughly 25% that have opted in, a lot of those are visa holders. You know, they are, um, working from different countries and they really need to keep that American visa to stay here in the States. So they've opted in, but a lot of people who don't have that kind of, um, uh, pull, I guess, to stay have opted for the severance pay. Um, so yeah, with the Twitter headquarters being locked, essentially, uh, a lot of panic ensued last night on Twitter. Um, Alex Heath, he's also a reporter, um, hearing from multiple employees that the odds of Twitter breaking in the near future are very high. I guess the reason for this is that a lot of engineers um, are, are gone. Like they're, they're, they're leaving. They can't get into Twitter. They said no. They said they want severance. Um, but we're also seeing a lot of like baseless things, in my opinion, like this pop base um, account tweeted, Twitter could break as soon as tonight. I don't know if that's true. Obviously, it didn't break last night. It's still here. Um, so don't panic. But also, like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. And any, anybody who tells you they know what's going on at Twitter, unless they work at Twitter, doesn't really know. So here's what we should do. Like, I want to make this a productive conversation. And I want to hear what you all have to say and what you all think. Um, so feel free to leave some comments. You can leave a super chat if you want to make sure that I see it. Um, but I want to make this productive. I don't want to just bash, you know, I've never run Twitter. I, I certainly I'm open to new ideas, right? But what we should do um, as marketers, as online business owners is first, I think, stay calm. 
I think that um, especially if you're working with clients, you do need to know about this. You do need to be able to speak to this. If they say, hey, what's going on with Twitter? You should have this background. So hopefully this helped you a little bit. Um, but also you need to stay calm. You shouldn't just pull everything from Twitter. You shouldn't completely abandon your Twitter strategy if it's really working for you. But um, I probably wouldn't make any big moves until we have a little bit more clarity about the safety of the platform. You know, um, I don't know. My biggest concern, I think, is what if the site gets hacked and we don't have security teams, we don't have um, engineers to fix things? I think that could be a concern. So one thing that I've done is I have requested my Twitter archive. You can go into Twitter and actually um, request a download of all of your tweets and all of your data. That's something that I did and I would probably recommend doing for any of your clients that are actively using Twitter and have anything on there that they may want to save, any memories, any you know communications, Anything like that, I would request that Twitter archive like now <laughs> while there's still some employees at Twitter. I think also if you're working with clients, now is the time to have a conversation with them, if they're asking you about this at least, of whether or not, you know, this really fits the brand safety or the brand like ethics guidelines. Again, I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are worried that this free speech platform is going to turn into like just a hateful platform. I don't know if that's true. And we don't know if that's true, but you know, your, your brand, your, your company that you work with may want to reconsider their advertising dollars or having a place on the platform at all. And I think, you know, another thing that you can consider doing is migrating some of your engaged followers. Now, again, this is not abandoning ship. I mean, oh my gosh, the Titanic memes that I'm seeing, everybody is equating this to being on Titanic and like playing the violins while you're sinking. I don't know if it's that extreme. Uh, we don't need to be like, you know, writing our eulogies on Twitter necessarily. But yeah, sure. Letting people know, hey, by the way, I have an email list. Um, you know, by the way, here's where you can subscribe to me. Here's where you can find me on other social channels just in case we get disconnected. Sure, that's not a bad idea. You can use a links page on your website. Like I have latoshjames.com slash links. Just share that on Twitter for engaged followers. Create a link tree, something like that. Um, I think that's really all that we can do at this point. Um, and, you know, we got we to gotta ride it out. We got to see what happens. I would be sad if Twitter disappeared. I think that... Um, you know, Twitter wasn't making a lot of money for a long time. So I do think that there are new opportunities, new possibilities. And, you know, I hope this guy does, you know, listens to the people who, who have been with this platform and know it inside and out and he makes better decisions for it. But, you know, it's also like week two. So we just have to kind of, kind of sit on it for a little bit. Well, I want to talk about what we can learn really quick. Um, you know, I, I, I think one thing, and this is not me being overly critical on anybody, but you know, your imposter syndrome is lying to you. This is something that's been in my head <laughs> a lot over the past week. I listened to a call that the new CEO of Twitter did with advertisers, and he was attempting to kind of calm them down saying, hey, everything's going to be okay. You can still keep spending money with us. And there were some moments in there that it was very obvious he was kind of just winging it. He didn't have this grand plan um, he he said at one point on the call, "Does anybody have any ideas of how we can like make Twitter better?" Um, on a on a live call, and so I just want you to keep in mind, like when you are in those big rooms, when you are faced with those big challenges, when you have those big opportunities, 
um, a lot of people would take them who know even less than you. So that's just been something that's been in the back of my head. And that's not to disparage anyone. It's just to say that, you know, we, we, none of us really know what we're doing, even, even billionaires, even people who purchase companies for $44 billion. Um, I also want to drive home that happy customers are your best salespeople and can be your biggest critics if you, you know, do them wrong. So always keeping user or customer satisfaction, um, at the top of things is very important. There was sort of like this rebellion when the Twitter blue thing happened. A lot of Twitter users were like, no, this is just, we're not having it. We're going to start making these parody accounts. We're going to effect, effectively start just becoming trolls um, against your company. And um, I think that really cost Twitter a lot and uh, as well as other, other companies that were advertising a lot. Um, and lastly, and most importantly, we don't own these social media platforms. I can say that to him blue in the face. Every time there is an algorithm change on Instagram or an outage on one of these social platforms or anything is going on, I always say, you know, we don't own these social media platforms. It is so important that we are getting people to, in my opinion, an email list. I mean, I think that's the closest thing to owning you know, I, I don't want to say owning your audience. That sounds weird, but you know, owning those emails, owning that connection with your audience, we've got to stop relying, you know, letting Twitter or Instagram be our number one place that we're going um, when we need to get new clients. So funneling them over to an email list is um, going to be your best strategy. So long-term, um, if Twitter dies, right? I, my opinion I don't think Twitter, I, I don't think Twitter is going to die, but I could be completely wrong. Well, I'll see you in a couple weeks, maybe, if I'm wrong about that. I don't think it's going to die. Um, I think it might change. But if, let's just pretend it really does crash and burn and die today, there are alternatives. I think we're going to see people move to platforms like LinkedIn. You know, if your clients or if you are in the more professional space, you can do written content on LinkedIn um, in a very similar way to Twitter. Um, Substack, I think is an amazing place for people to start if they're looking to build a newsletter and don't want to do a, a lot of heavy lifting. It's super easy to get started with a newsletter on Substack. I really like that platform. I see a lot of people moving to Discord, those who are really on Twitter for the community. Um, particularly those in gaming or content creators are setting up discords. There's some rumblings of Tumblr coming back. I personally... I don't really see a resurgence of Tumblr. That's just my um, unprofessional, my personal opinion. But I'm curious what you all think. I'm going to go into the comments. That's all I really have to say on um, on um, on that. I mean, I guess I guess we can we can see how that goes. Elon was tweeting memes along with everyone else. Seems like he's milking the traffic gain from the doomsday tweeters who think it's going to end soon. Yeah, I saw that. I went on his. Um, Twitter last night and he was, uh, he was, yeah, just like posting memes saying this. I think he said, we just broke another traffic record for the platform. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the doomsday tweeters are, are only helping him in a way. So, you know, I don't know, maybe we just wait it out. Um, I've been selling Discord setups and Discord security all year, and it's growing exponentially thanks to crypto and NFTs. Interesting. Um, 
is Elon such an egomaniac or is he consciously destroying Twitter? If yes, for what reason? Okay, so I'm not like an economist. I am not, um, I, you know, I have never had $44 billion ever. So I don't know all of the dollars and cents of it. I've done some reading on this and, you know, some people are saying that he's trying to get this giant loss so he can like write it off on his taxes or something. I, I don't think, I don't think that's happening. And the research I've done has said that that's not actually a thing, that he would be penalized for that, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This is just me talking unsighted here. Um, I don't think that's what's happening. I think that he wants to make the platform a better place in his opinion. I think, I think he genuinely didn't like the, um, you know, some of the restrictions that he saw, but you know what? I think, I think we need to talk about this as well. Twitter is a private, you know, it, it's a company. It is not a public utility. Now I think we can make the argument that social media maybe should be, you know, I, I think we get, in a little bit of a messy territory there because like the personal side of me thinks everybody deserves Twitter. The professional side of me also feels like, well, it's a private company and you can do whatever you want with your company. And so, you know, we saw some other alternatives to social media pop up when like the former president, for example, was banned from Twitter. We saw Truth Social. I think there's some other ones out there as well. Par Parlor, is that one? That's fine. You know, you can create your own company and you can make your your own rules for your own company. Um, so so um, I, I think that is what it is. Like we have to understand that these are companies that can do whatever they want. Um, at the end of the day, they don't, you know, they don't owe us anything. And, and it sucks. We can really love Twitter. I really love Twitter. But if I decide that it's just not a place for my brand to be or for myself personally to be, it is what it is. I don't own it. Um, so to you know, that's a convoluted way of answering the question in that I just think he genuinely wanted to see a different vision for Twitter. I don't know. If, I'm not going to call anybody an egomaniac because I'm not, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I think he believed he could make it better. I think the, to me, my humble opinion is it was just severely overpriced. I, I would have never paid $44 billion for Twitter. I love Twitter, but I just don't. I mean, I did a lot of math over the weekend on how could you make even a quarter of that um, from customers, you know, from Twitter blue. And the numbers just aren't there. The numbers just don't add up. We could literally collectively just not use Twitter. He has more power than we use. I agree. You know, I think it's the whole vote vote with your dollar thing, right? And and our dollar in this case is like our clicks, our 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 words. So if we don't agree with it, if our clients don't agree with the direction of Twitter, I think we just need to migrate them somewhere else. I mean, I I think that's the answer. I think it's it's up to us um, what we want to do. Elizabeth, I would say hard pause and see what happens. Change can be scary, but look at how Elon has disrupted other industries. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I'm not quitting my Twitter. Um, you know, if it gets to a point where I feel like it is becoming extremely abusive or unsafe, uh, yeah, I will leave. But we, you know, I don't know. We, we just don't know quite yet. 
I love Twitter, but this is why it's important to not just focus on one social network. When Facebook is down for a day, people freak out. If it disappeared for good, well, yes, 100%. I think in addition to having an email list, I think um, having a multi-platform strategy is important. I don't recommend putting all of your eggs in one basket. Um, so yeah, you know, um, and, and I don't want to like be so nonchalant about it. I understand that a lot of people really have built their businesses on Twitter. I'm thinking in particular, you know, journalists, a lot of writers use Twitter authors. Um, I feel for you. Like if that, you know, if you have built this huge platform, if that's where most of your traffic is coming from, I do really feel for you. I'm not trying to say like, oh, whatever. But um, what we can do now with our clients is we can just make sure that we're not only focusing on that. If you have an author as a client, make sure that they start, you know, a Substack. You can do that today and tweet that link out so they at least have some newsletter subscribers. Um, try to migrate those people while we still have access to the platform. Again, I don't, I'm not panicking. I don't think we're not going to have access to the platform. I could be wrong though. So please do not take my word for that. Um, you made a good point about having an email list. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I really wanted to say. Honestly, I don't have anything extremely profound to say, you guys. I, I've just been getting a lot of questions about it and I want to um I wanted to just kind of hop on here really quick. Everything's been changing super fast. So it's been hard for me to do a pre-recorded video on it. Um, but once once things are a little more settled, I'll probably do a wrap up and we'll share if my predictions were right. Maybe Twitter won't be here in a week. We'll see. Um, Nicole also said you can't build your business on another person's business because it can revoke access anytime. Yeah, exactly. Like these are these are private companies, and sometimes you agree with what they do, sometimes you don't. Um, it's a bummer, but that's just part of being an online business owner today. So thank you so much for joining. Um, again, thank you for everybody who said you hope I'm feeling better. I'm sorry if this was a little painful to listen to with my voice, but I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back on next Friday with a regular podcast and I'll keep you all, you know, in the loop about what's going on with Twitter um, as best as I can in the future, but have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you all soon.